Hi, I'm chatting with uh, Colby Thickness, pro MMA fighter and two-time IBJJF Pan Pacific champion from the famous freestyle fighting gym. Uh, he's coming off a win against Sean Thompson in the very first round by a rear naked choke. And he's looking to put a statement at Eternal 61 next month in July. How you doing, Colby? I'm doing very well. That was a good intro, my friend. I like that one. <laughs> how's, uh, how's, how's quarantine treating you? Uh, it's not too bad. It's all right. I'm still able to sort of train and sort of stick to somewhat a usual routine. Worst part's probably that. I get bored a lot and I can't eat because I've obviously got to cut weight for my fight. So half my problem is just sort of sitting around. But other than that, it's been good so far. So I noticed that you guys have been doing a little bit of stuff just to pass the time. You've been watching some fights. You've been playing some poker. Have you been winning any of these poker games? Mate, surprisingly, I played my first game actually was with Volko on that. And I thought it was, I played for more fun. So I didn't really, I sort of knew the rules, but I didn't understand them all. And I didn't go too well. Then the next day we played, I won two in a row actually. So I picked it up pretty quick. So are you guys playing for money or you take any money off the champ? Oh, I wish I could, but now we have to pay with like sugar packets and like equals <laughs> and coffee and shit like that. It's real povo poker. <laughs> povo poker, I like um, it. So before we get into your own fight news, because I know we're, we're, I know you're fighting um, Crane at 61. Um, so you've had a really good time in America. I mean, it sucks right now because you're in quarantine, but you've you've obviously enjoyed your trip. It's obviously been like the, the it's a trip of a lifetime, to be fair, in, in America. 100%. So... Before we get into, because obviously you were over there, um, you're supporting Volko and you're making sure that he's already ready to go for his fight um, alongside your other teammates and things like that. I know Brad was there as well. Um, did you get COVID as well when Alex got COVID? Yeah, I did. So what happened was I remember it was me, Geordie and Mike was the three of us actually rolling together just as a sort of late night session on a Thursday, I think. Or was it Friday? I think it was maybe the Friday, the day after Brad weighed in, the week before, Volko's went to fight. And then we'll just roll and do our usual sort of stuff. And Shane Young comes in and he just opens his door and he was like, oh, boy, is Volko popped for COVID? We're all going to be back in the room. And I'm like, haha, you're like, good joke. And he's like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, oh, fuck, this escalated real quick. Then um, we all head back to our room. We isolate and that. Then about a, or probably an hour later, uh, we get told that I had it as well. And then it was weird too because we we're all asymptomatic at that point. So we found out and then we sort of had to isolate from ourselves. And the next day we all got moved over to a hotel and that's when sort of Volko's COVID started to get worse. Mine wasn't too bad. I, I felt tired for about three days, like extreme fatigue, talking like I'd sleep about 12 hours at night. And then I'd wake up, have a bit of energy to walk around in that and I'd sleep for another four hours during the day in that. That was about three days worth. But besides that, I lost the taste and smell, but other than that, it wasn't sort of worse than a regular flu. Yeah, that seems to be the usual thing. I mean, the, the loss of taste and smell seems to be a big one across most people. Yeah. Uh, I know Volko, he was he was coughing up like blood and things like that. You never got that bad? No, nah, I wasn't too bad. Yeah, he got it rough, man. I remember Wimber Hotel because there was four of us with like a room next to each other. And then I remember each day just walking to his room, sort of feeling bad because where the other three of us weren't too bad and we're looking at Volko, he looks like a fucking zombie. His eyes are shrunken. He's like, I've got about two hours sleep. I had fevers and sweats or not. Yeah, he wasn't looking good. Do you reckon that was just because he was cutting weight? Because you obviously weren't, you're cutting, you're trying to cut weight now, but yeah, at that time you weren't cutting weight. Yeah, I think it was that, yeah, well, what happened was um, we have a pretty strict sort of training schedule. We've just set hard work as a set times. 
but because of the travel and that, we sort of had to back up a lot of high intensity sessions in a row whilst Volko was cutting. So that definitely would have helped because we normally sort of do hard session, low, hard, low sort of thing. But he did about three or four super hard sessions back to back a week out from his fight. So he's obviously cutting weight depleted. So we think that's probably what played a factor in really escalating the sort of condition in that. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously all good now. And then it quickly turned into, I mean, when it came with Tuff was coming back, the, there was a few rumours that it was going to be Covington versus Usman or, or maybe Covington versus Masvidal. And then obviously that wasn't going to happen. Um, and there was a different range of different fighters on this specific season. Um, and then Tough 29 became Volkanovski versus Ortega. Um, so talk to me about a little bit more of your experience in America. You're 21 years old. You're working on your own professional career. And yeah. you essentially get to be part of Tough 29 at a pretty young age alongside your team and Craig Jones, who's a phenomenal Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. So mm-hmm. you had a laugh about like on Wikipedia that you were, they were stating that right. you were the striking <laughs> coach of the team. Yeah, yeah. But like, what, what was it like being there? What, what was your specific role in the team? Well, I was fortunate enough to sort of, I didn't really um, take a sort of coaching role as that sort of thing because as you know, we had Volko sort of head coach, Joe was assistant coach, Craig for Jiu-Jitsu, Frank Hickman for wrestling and Woody for striping edition. So he had pretty much every area covered. I was more there just to sort of get training in with the boys, but also be a body. So it was, we had eight guys and say if guys had fights coming up, I'd sort of just be the body where they can sort of work their technique. I'd be the sparring rounds or I could sort of let them work the game and have sort of just a safe training partner in that. That was mainly what I was doing. I was just trying to help out the boys as best as I can. Preparation for fights, hold a bit of pads, be a body for grappling, striking, get some live rounds inside, so just a bit of everything. So you did everything from pad work, sparring, you know, just being a yeah. general body. General body, yeah, just pretty much just one of the boys working out, helped them get them ready for their fights. Right. So you obviously, what did you learn on the show? Because being a body for so many individuals, you get to meet, I mean, they're, they're obviously there's probably a few kooky ones um, uh, that are part of the cast, right? But you've obviously, you get to roll with a lot of bodies, you get a spar ton, you get to work with alongside a lot of people. What did you, what are the big things in your mind that you learned on the show? A lot of the stuff was just, um, I always find when I go with a lot of different styles, you're sort of really forced to use what works for you. So it's not so much I learned like a thousand different sort of cool techniques. It's more I was able to refine what I was good at and sort of find where the holes are. So if something wasn't working again, it might work at the gym here, but if it doesn't work on four or five guys on the tough series, you know, I have to sort of refine that or vice versa, I'll find something that might not work as well because everyone knows my patterns that here, but when I go on fresh bodies haven't seen before and it works well, I know I can sort of really kick boxes off like that. But then again, just with the coaching stuff, like Craig Jones, I learned heaps, Russell, I learned heaps, Volko's I'm always soaking up his knowledge. So I pr- really feel like I've sort of leveled up in all sort of aspects. Sweet. Well, I mean, I know you've, you've obviously learned a lot, um, I mean, we're still set to see the rest of Tough 29. I know the, maybe the first couple of episodes have came out so it's far. The first episode, yep. Yeah, yeah. So the f- first one has came out. Um, obviously, I saw on your social media and things like that, you and Volkanovski, on your downtime, you and Alex, and I think this was before Tough was getting filmed because I think it was filmed It was filmed across four weeks, correct? Uh, about five, I think, in total about ended five. up being, yeah. Right, so you guys are out and about in America. What do you do? Because, like, I know you guys were doing, like, food and things like that. Other than being uh, at the Joe Rogan experience, uh, which would have been a really cool experience for you as well, um, what did you guys do? Where did you guys go? Uh, well, it was hard because we had a strict sort of schedule 
because the training days were Monday to Friday, Saturday off, training Sunday, and that was two a day. So we had like a 10 to 12 practice and a four to a six practice. So there wasn't a lot of time really in between, but on the sort of day off, we'd sort of just go out for a bite to eat, go to like a pool party or something for a few drinks and, that, and just sort of, as you can imagine, having fun being 21 in Vegas sort of thing. Did some hikes, but yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, that, now that you mentioned it, because it, it just came out in your mind, I saw a lot of you guys, you aligned by the pool and things like that. I'm like, tough looks good. Tough looks fun. <laughs> oh, mate, it's not a bad job. You train twice a day for five days straight, then you get a sort of day off to go relax in fucking 39 degrees Vegas weather at a pool party with thousands of people. It's not a bad gig. No, it sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Um, so let's get on to your fight news. Like we've already talked about, um, we can get a little bit on what's going on with, um, Alex cause his, his fight will, will be coming up a little bit after tough, uh, against Ortega. Um, so against your fight, your fight against, um, Nick Kren, uh, eternal 61. So obviously you can't give me away a game, game plan or anything like that, right? You're cutting weight for it now. What a... What are some things that stick out to you about Kren as a, as a fighter? Obviously, he's got a little bit of background. I believe his last fight was a boxing bout early this year, I think maybe in March. Now, how do you predict the fight taking place? Is this going to be another first-round finish like it was your last fight? Um, it's always hard with predictions, but I do feel like I will get the finish. I'm not someone who likes to rush them. I feel like if you try and rush finishes and force them, it's where you can sort of slip up, whereas I prefer to let the opportunity prevent itself. But as you're saying, he's a boxer. I think he's had eight amateur fights and with a one professional. The thing might have been like seven and one, eight and one. He had a good record. I, think, I believe he was eight and one uh, amateur-wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he went one and all as a pro, I think. And then he's had three MMA fights, two wins, one loss. I watched both his fights, which I could see, and sort of just to study and get a feel. Um, I feel like he's just going to come out sort of – probably going to seem like it's going to be that striker versus grappling matchup because he – on paper, probably has a cleaner and tidier hands than that. But then again, MMA is not a boxing fight. There's a lot more different things that you have to be worried about. It just in a jab, cross, hook sort of thing. So I feel like wherever the fight goes, I'm going to be very comfortable and I'm really going to show sort of how much I've leveled up. This will be a good fight. I mean, it definitely is a really good fight because we get to see pre-tough and going to America and things like that and then we get to see post-tough and we get to see because you've already said you've learned a lot now it's you applying it now it'd be cool to see how how your game has evolved because obviously when you're really young you can pick up things like that really really quickly and yeah you, you can could. implement it really fast so it's obviously a big level up we were expecting like a you know if this was like level level one you know this is now like level two three four five you know I can definitely say myself, I'm expecting a big level up from you. Yeah, well, I feel like people won't be disappointed because I we're fortunate enough, we sort of record a lot of our sort of sparring sessions, even just rounds me and Volker getting or whichever sparring I can do. And I always like to sort of look back at a previous week. So say I might look at what well, sparring was like last month. And every single time I watch the previous sparring, I'm like, man, like even though it might have only been three, four weeks, I feel like I'm just a completely new fighter. Like put two-month-old Colby in front of me now, I just make him in a round sort of thing. I feel like I'm just constantly at that constant level up and growth. It's um, been amazing so far. Brilliant. And um, I, I, to I totally agree. But with Kren, obviously having a little bit of boxing background and things like that, um, do you think that your own, you know, you've got a really good ground game on the ground. Do you think 
that is something that you can employ in the in the fight as well, or at least we can transfer over well over to the fight. Oh, one hundred percent. I'd be foolish to say that. I think he not hating or any dissing or anything. But I think he might only be a white belt, maybe a blue belt. And even then, I feel like my grappling ability from sort of rolling with Craig Jones almost every day, wrestling with Frankie, even just rolling at Templin Austin for some open match with rolling with constant black belts, doing good, sort of holding my own and everything like that. I feel like for grappling will definitely be where the sort of biggest skill difference is there to sort of show and exploit. Yeah, 100%. Now, now with uh, your time in quarantine, you've either got to play Povo Poker Oh, you got to watch fights. Now, Eternal 60 was on uh, Saturday, well, in Australia. Um, I was there able to watch it since it was in Perth, um, and it was, it, was, it was excellent. Now, I saw, I believe you were watching it as well as uh, Alex was watching yep. as well. Yep. What did you take away from the main event, specifically Erseg versus Haddon? Man, what a fight that was. Both of them dudes just put it on the line. I thought that was an absolute cracker fight. Um, I, before the fight, I thought Cody might have taken it, to be honest, but Ursula just really surprised me. Like, he just, you can see why he's a flyweight champion. He's been on, like, a six or seven fight win streak or finishes. That dude's a stud, man, and just what a cracking fight that was. I couldn't imagine what a, it would have been like to be there live. It seemed amazing. It was, it was, um, it was amazing. Um, a few fights breaking out, but it was, it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> I didn't hear about that part. <laughs> uh, there, there, there was, uh, there was a few caught on camera, but um, no, it was, it was amazing. I had that second round going back and forth, specifically that sec- second round uh, was mm-hmm. amazing. Now. Yeah. Cody coming back from that um, choke to almost dropping him, I think at one point and then Steve coming. Yeah. It was crazy. It was amazing. Now, um, obviously, Ersig is typically, you know, he's a, the eternal flyweight champion moving up to bantamweight. Um, and then we had Cody. He was of officially 2-0 and beforehand uh, and he's active in the bantamweight division. Would you be open to finding either person in the future through the eternal MMA promotion? Oh, 100%. I'm happy to sort of fight anyone. As long as it's sort of, well, not even really, I'm just happy to fight. If there's any bantamweight sort of in there that want to fight, like I'm not going to shy away. You can't sort of, try and pick and choose your fights if you want to make it to the big league sort of thing because you're going to get exposed at one point. So I feel like whoever they put in front of me, sign the contract and we can fight sort of thing. Confident and ready to go. <laughs> um, so we were, we're talking about how much you're leveling up, you're learning on tough. Um, you obviously have learned a lot through at Freestyle with your head coach, Joe Lopez. Um, yeah. Specifically, two people come out in my mind. What, if, what are some big things that you've learned from... Uh, Alex Volkanovsky, and what have you also learnt that you know that is quite big in your mind? Craig Jones. So from Volko, I'd probably say that just just his work ethic sort of thing. Like he has all the technical ability and everything like that, but just his pure work ethic to see him in camp, sort of day in day out of the gym, just every session giving him a hundred percent, refining the littlest details. Even when he's sort of demonstrating moves, he's doing visualization techniques, and it's you would honestly think like there's another person there with a body if he's doing it by himself, like how deeply he really thinks about it and how sort of hard he works. It's just, it's good to see because you sort of need that mindset if you want to be a world champ, obviously. And then Craig was fucking ridiculous. Like I thought, oh, I might go all right. Like I've got decent, I thought I had decent jujitsu. Then the first role, he fucking subs me 15 times in like five minutes. He's <laughs> wrist locking me from side control. Gets me against a wall and just sort of like shoulder barges my head in there, just shit 
just shits and gig just like it's nothing but it was cool to grapple with someone of that sort of pedigree and there was a lot of sort of tricks that I was I was able to pick up and learn from him that's definitely translating very well into sort of my style of grappling so did you did you find that um obviously you're very good on the ground and things like that now when you're rolling with Craig Jones and obviously it's like the first time you're kind of rolling with him you've had a bit of time rolling with him how did you go with improving you said you were picking up a few things if you were being sub maybe 15 times did that number start to creep down a little bit as you started to get a little bit better with craig it did but i'm, not, I'm pretty sure he just sort of let me survive because honestly grappling with him was like <laughs> he could end it he could end it whenever he wanted but i think there were some points where he'd let me sort of things up if i'd make a mistake straight away say from a back position he'd capitalize straight away but if i did the right thing could sort of go into the next thing where obviously could still finish it that way. But if, as long as I was sort of trying to make the right steps, I feel like the role could sort of progress further and further along, which is sort of my way of knowing that I was improving. And there wasn't as many mistakes and as many chances for me to get caught. Still saying that I still got, last time I rolled, I got wrist locked like twice just from right. side control, just because he could. So still, it didn't help a lot, but in the big scheme of things, it definitely did help. Yeah, understandable. The bigger, heavier guy, a little bit more experience from you in, in terms of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's amazing that you're picking up more things. I mean, either, either Gordon Ryan or Craig Jones, like, you know, the, these are amazing people to learn from. Um, it's really cool that you got to, like, experience this, this type of stuff. And uh, it's cool that he's being, like, a good training partner, even though, like, he's got the ability to sub you anytime. He's being a good training partner. No, just just helping me in half if he wanted to, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah, it was really awesome, cool. like, really thankful for it. it was a good opportunity now a lot of people have been like looking on uh, you and your volkanovsky's social media um like instagram and facebook yeah um when are we or if are we going to see uh vocal volk volk uh, is he going to retire from mma and he's going to go sing what's going on fuck i hope not because he won't make much money he's terrible <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he's not too bad actually he's, he's got a few lines but there's actually um we did like quarantine was making us go crazy. So we sort of did like a Mick um, voice show, which is on film. Might be released, probably won't because it took about half an hour because Volker couldn't remember more than one line from the song. But he goes all right at singing. I think he's probably had a few lessons, to be honest. You think he's got a few lessons of singing? I think he's had a few lessons. That's my hunch. I reckon he has. He won't He won't admit it though, but I reckon he's had a few singing. He'll, he'll tell you that it's just God's gift. God's gift. He'll just tell us God's gift, but I don't believe him for a second. He has he knows how to get the info up and everything. So exactly Sorry? right. If you if you have to he's, I said he knows how to he had to warm up properly, so he had to do like his voice thing. So I'm like, you don't fucking learn that from yeah, being a know. natural singer. That's taught <laughs> that sort of stuff. So I'm sus on him. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's definitely sus if he already knows like a vocal warm up beforehand and he's ready to go already. That's what I was thinking. When it was sneaking off to a bathroom, you could just hear him making the sort of vocal. I'm like, he's definitely done this before. Oh, he sneaked off. No, nah, no, nah, that. Oh, he did at one point. He was doing a few sort of laps in that, but then you could sort of hear him getting his vocals ready. I'm like, he knows what he's doing here. Uh vocal voc. He's he's already had a few singing shows. He doesn't. Need, he's already had a career before MMA. There was there's rugby singing singer. and there's. Chef. Oh yeah, Chef Folk as well. Folk, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man of many talents. So we, you got a slight cameo, well, not cameo, a slight little, uh, little mention on Joe Rogan. Are we going to see maybe a little cameo on his YouTube channel? With Volks, you mean, or yeah, with Volks, yeah, yeah, cooking with Volk. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been heaps of them, hopefully. It's probably me just stuffing my face, though, before I had to um, start cutting weight. I was enjoying the food. But at this point, I had to tone it down. But, yeah, he's done a sort of – there should be a few good videos coming out from some sort of good content that we're able to get. And I'm definitely in most of them. Just if he's cooking, I'm eating it pretty much. Sweet. Brilliant. All right. So thanks for having the time uh, chatting with me. That was really cool, Colby. No worries. Um, so everyone can catch you fight Nicholas Cren next month at Eternal MMA on the 17th of July. That's going to be in the Gold Coast. Get your tickets. Um, and all, wishing you all the best, man, with your fight with Cren. And uh, what day are you now on your... You're counting down the last days of quarantine. What day is this now? Fuck. I think today's Monday. <laughs> you don't even know Friday. You. I don't even, I, had, I thought it was Tuesday, but no, but it's Monday and we get out, I get out Friday morning between like 4am and 10am, I think. So we've got like Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. So we've got like four more nights. Shit. I'm cheering. You better win a few, few rounds of Povo Poker on me, okay? Mate, if I win in them, I'm filming these now, eh? Need proof because Volk will say otherwise. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for chatting with me. Appreciate it, Colby. Good old brother. Uh, good luck with six, with Eternal 61, okay? Legend, thank you.